0: Back to the Nutrimental Report. We have Ann Morrison here. Just going to do a summary of our discussion last hour, which is very lively with Matthew. And at many points, we agreed that the intel agencies are involved. But we have experts like uh, uh, Bill Warner, Professor Bill Warner, and politicalislam.com. Experts like Jonathan Gray and his book that talks about the Third War Third Hiraj. We have a move toward pro-life, which is good in this nation because it means we won't have to have a massive immigration uh, of people from other countries in order to to literally make up for the people that were killing since the uh, in, in the issue of Roe versus Wade in America, that has been 55 to 60 million dead babies. We uh, stopped a policy uh, during George Bush and again during Trump that was reactivated. The very first thing that uh, Mr. Obama did was to sign the bill to actually use American taxpayer money to fund for abortions worldwide called the Montreal Protocol. So you have to understand that uh, I, this is where I disagree strongly with my son Matthew that Obama was a full-functionary, and his family are spooks, and Obama is a spook, so, by the way, were the Clintons, and so by was the Bush family. These are part of the the cabal that had been kind of driving us toward the New World Order and toward a globalist scheme. Uh, It's my feeling that although terrorism might happen, and we need to have some kind of pre-crime surveillance of not only Muslims, but anybody who could be doing terrorism in America, whether it's tweets Facebook or a bank account transfers or travel to cities like a specific city in Afghanistan and where it's well known, you are training there because you're going there to become a terrorist. Even people in Afghanistan know that. And we're moving, in a sense, with the policies that Obama put in in the last few weeks even, to move 3,600 tanks at extreme expense to the Polish border. We have NATO literally on the back door of Russia. We have Russia putting missile systems in Kaliningrad, which is on the Black Sea, These are all very provocative motions, and of course the comment I saw last night with Hannity is that after being briefed on the nuclear uh, options and nuclear codes, he said this is a very devastating weapon, and if we can get along with Russia, it'll be good for us and Russia, of course. Nuclear weapons are not something you ever want to do. Biological weapons, which, by the way, Syria and Iran have from the biopreparat program, scalar weapons that five nations have that can destroy whole nations and their food supply, and trigger off earthquakes, volcanoes, and weather weapons, Uh, and of course the, uh, you know, one of the things about terrorism, you have to understand a lot of terrorism is not only allowed or permitted, it's actually fostered by these intel agencies. So Islam is just the most useful of all of the organizations to move the dialectic of of terror forward. It's not the only issue on the playing game of uh, the world moving us toward a satanic, uh, self-destructive future where the as Anne's going to talk about here either now or after, uh, the nuclear clock moves closer to disaster. So, Anne, uh, let, let's get started with the top stories here. We have lots of things to cover, including uh, a lot of new cases of bird flu uh, in the birds all around the world, Uh very significant increase, and uh, what's going on with Zika, et cetera. Let's start with the top.
1: Okay. <coughs> Excuse me, Dr. Bill. <laughs> the... Um... Uh, I just want to do the case counts in the United States as of the 18th of January. That's what the CDC is putting out. Right. <laughs> They're about a week or ten days be- behind, and uh, they they are uh, they are showing uh, the Zika case counts in the United States as of the 18th. Wow. So uh, the states where there are more than a hundred are Washington State, California, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, Minnesota illinois michigan indiana ohio pennsylvania new york uh massachusetts connecticut rhode island new jersey delaware maryland virginia north carolina and uh, georgia and florida now we know most of the cases are in florida and uh there's a few in texas but apparently there's there's even more i mean we're not seeing all of this in the in the tables that they're presenting. In other words, they don't tell us that there's 100 cases in California, uh, or more than 100. I mean, there could right. be a million. <laughs> right. so, um, so they're being a, a little disingenuous there. It is now a nationally notified condition, and that includes both the Zika virus disease and the Zika virus congenital infections. Right. In the United States, the total... You'll see the locally acquired cases reported are 217. The travel-associated cases reported are 4682, 4,682, and that brings us up to a total of 4,900. Now you remember? Oh, by the way, um, that's only
0: uh, from the 1st of January to the 18th. That's a lot, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wow.
1: January 1st, 2015. To January 18th, 2017.
0: Yeah, but it's so still it's, a lot of cases. And, of course, you use a multiplier of 10, which indicates it's becoming, at the least in the southern states, endemic. It's also being transmitted not only by infectious spread through, through vectors, but also sexually, and it's embedding in the population. We don't know how long it persists. We could have endocervical or ovarian Zika virus, uh, filovirus, that persists forever, so these women may never have a normal pregnancy. We don't know.
1: We don't know. So you're right. Uh, Tom Frieden no longer is the head of the CDC as of the 20th. Uh, That's an appointed position, and he has been laid off. Wow. And right now there's an interim CDC director, and then uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump, will have to uh, appoint somebody to be the head of the CDC. Now um,
0: you're right. Now, now, why why do you think that those? is? Because I I've got some side news on that too. Why do you think that is? Why do I think
1: that the head of the CDC is a political appointment?
0: Why do you think he's gone?
1: Well, because it was it was his turn to go. I mean, the, all of the appointment positions became vacant on the twentieth.
0: Right, and uh, do you know the what the letter CDC besides means, Center for Disease Control? They also mean the Center for Disease Creation. (laughs) Now, uh, as an infectious disease guy trained by by a bioweapon here in the early 70s, I can tell you the CDC does some things and owns some patents and so on that are a little bit sketchy and concerning. So without getting into a whole lot of detail, uh, the fact that certain policies haven't been taken in place for all kinds of illnesses going right back to AIDS. I was one of the initial whistleblowers on the AIDS back in the early 80s. And I can tell you the government, both in Canada and the United States, were not listening when they were importing uh, blood products that were per- clearly contaminated. And this was a company that was actually uh, owned partly by the Clintons that was occurring at the time in the 80s. And they actually were importing blood products into the United States that they, d- they knew were going to be contaminated. In fact, I remember one statement by a, uh, a drug user in Los Angeles when they were importing these blood products, which are cross contaminated with drug users, when the AIDS virus was emerging, that uh, they would mix the bloods of thousands of people so they were going to have some contamination. And they would say they would chase them down uh, the boulevards in Los Angeles to the point where a black man would look gray. That's an actual statement, believe it or not, because they give them 20 bucks every time they draw blood. So it's concerning. And, you know, the CDC needs to have a cleanup, just like the the CIA and the FBI need a cleanup because there's policies in place and behaviors and actions that, to me, are questionable, even on their face.
1: All right. Well, 4,900 inside the United States alone, uh, if you multiply that by 10, that's 49,000. Right. So you might be a little more concerned. than in the territories, and we're talking mostly about Puerto Rico, uh, wow. Locally acquired cases are 35,392. Travel associated cases are 135 for a total of 35,527. Well, you multiply that by 10, and you get 355,270.
0: Uh, more than thirty so, thousand. Wow, that's a lot.
1: I've heard, now Puerto Rico has their own reporting system, and it's very difficult to get any reports out of them. So, um, but these were reported to Arbonet in some fashion. Uh, we think now that at least half the people in Puerto Rico have Zika. Wow! So, uh, and that's due because, well, because we didn't get ahead of it. We didn't. We didn't uh, track the people who came in with it, and uh, so now they're spread all over. And in Puerto Rico, they didn't even do anything. Well, what did they
0: do? With your expertise and my expertise, working with the, I worked with the 1997 with the CDC and FBI on on simulations of war games of biological weapons. And this is again acts like a biological weapon. The simple things of tracking and case intervention and testing just weren't done. We're talking about basic stuff that you and I are thinking. You're kidding. You're kidding. You're kidding. Each time you say it just doesn't happen. It's like, wow, why did they do that?
1: Well, even up until the middle of last year, they weren't counting the babies that uh, had Zika and either had congenital defects or were still born.
0: Or, so, uh, or they had came and were born with minimal problems that progressed, right?
1: Right, and we don't know that they're counting those either, but they say right. they are. Mm. They have to be reported, though, and if the doctors don't report it, then what are you going to do? Yeah, you don't know right. if the well,
0: doctors are properly trained to actually know how to diagnose and how to report. I mean, are they going back and doing ultrasounds or head-size monitoring, for example, would be a good way to do it. Or neurological monitoring to say the child started developing XYZ eye problems that could be Zika-related problems. Uh, We don't know if if they're properly instructed on how to report and having criteria.
1: Well, they don't think that the head size has much to do with it anymore. They're, they think it has to do with developmental disorders. Anyway, the oh, okay. big news—the uh-huh. big news this week is bird flu.
0: Yes. we now we're going to get away that from day. Zika. Tell me, tell me about that. What's what's going on with bird flu?
1: Yeah. Well, the uh, UN, you know, I mean, yeah, the uh, World Health Organization out of the UN came out with a statement yesterday that said uh, we, better, uh, we better track this bird flu because we have people dying in China, and uh, the Chinese New Year is tomorrow, the year of the rooster. Right. And we're going to have a lot of people that will be traveling to their homes, and they'll be eating chicken and being exposed to H7N8 and then, then returning to where they came from. So it's very possible that we could get a world pandemic from the bird flu that we haven't even seen here in the United States yet. But let me start with uh, the seasonal flu. They did a study because this has been a bad year for seasonal flu. There have been a lot of people who have been sick and hospitalized and developed pneumonia. Right. And just, they did a study on the, te- on the uh, tests that they had. And uh, most of them, I mean like... Ninety-five percent of them were from the H3N2. H3N2 is a bird flow right. and uh, and uh, that's what people were getting sick with this year. And uh, you know, I was sick with it. So, uh, so the first case. Okay, so we had that in the United States. And Canada, has now reported its first human case of H3N2 variant. Now. H3N2 is bird flu, but it also occurs in swine, and it also occurs in people. So when it's outside of the bird, they call it a variant. They put a little V by
0: it. A little bit of V, so H3N2V, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, why they don't put H3N2S for swine and H3N2P for people, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I, 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 I guess, I'll make a positive reason. The immunology of humans and and pigs is so close that it wouldn't matter. The V will be fine. It's going to affect both.
1: Okay. That's right. And people sometimes do get it from swine.
0: Yeah. In fact, the initial 1918 flu was they were making a vaccine, and the people shipped to Spain became sick on the plane or when they arrived and died in Spain from the Spanish flu. So people didn't realize it was a vaccine where the, mixing vessel was the pigs affected by human flu and the swine flu and the vaccine that they had made which they injected our troops with gave them the recombinant new flu and they died of it in spain when they arrived there yep that was
1: 1918 right Yes. Um, anyway, they they separated out the virus, and they isolated it, and they said that it's closely related to the H3N2 swine influenza viruses that are currently circulating. And uh, this is the first case, first human case in Canada, and this is what it's called. It's called A. That's because it's type A flu. Indiana, that means it was first seen in Indiana. 08-2011, that was in August of 2011, like H3N2 two variant. And um, it usually is just a mild disease, but some of them hospitalized. That's people. Now, we're talking people, and at least one person has, been, uh, has died of it. So uh, they're watching that in Canada, and like I said, uh, we do have it here in the United States, usually among people who work with livestock. Right. Now, um, the uh, World Health Organization has uh, uh, the proliferation of bird flu outbreaks. Now, this is worldwide. Right. Raises the risk of human pandemic. Now, a pandemic is like, what, the 1918? Uh, flu was like. In right. other words, it crossed country borders and it killed a lot of people. Right. and, and how many people uh, do you think how
0: many people do you think they estimated worldwide died of the bird flu? I
1: thought it was a million, but I may be wrong.
0: No, no, in the United States it was around seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. Just in the United States itself. Oh, w- oh worldwide well, it killed
1: more yeah. worldwide
0: they estimate between fifty and hundred million. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fifty it's and hundred million. 1500
0: yeah. million worldwide. Yeah, a lot. And and in certain world countries other ones there was two or three times the death rate cuz they didn't have the medical care. But here in America it was close to, you know, to 6 to 800,000. My grandmother's brother and sister both died of it.
2: Mm.
0: Right. So it it was a really big problem.
1: Well. You keep dropping out. Can yep, you hear no, I'm me? There.
0: No, I can hear you. Okay.
1: Okay. Anyway, the uh, you know CDRAP is located in Minnesota, and uh, Michael Osterholm—he's the one that's making these statements. He's a—he's a pretty smart guy with infectious. Yeah, disease.
0: yeah, he's the top guy in North America on in influenza. He's Mister Flu.
1: And he says the reason the bird flu, why we need to be uh, looking at bird flu with a very sharp eye, is because it's proliferating in uh, geography and strains. In other words, instead of. You know, you might expect two or three strains of bird flu, and it might just be in China. <laughs> well, we've got bird flu. We have uh, dozens of strains of bird flu, and, uh, and uh, they, they are now in uh, Europe and Africa and Israel. So, uh, so it's really uh, it, it's starting to get alarming.
0: Do um, you know what the most dangerous characteristic about bird flu is? It's quantifiable. The temperature at which it grows optimally. And you can actually put it in ferret to determine that. So that if it grows optimally at the temperature of the deep uh, bronchi and lung fields, mm-hmm. it's going to kill you. Now, if it grows in your respiratory tract, you'll cough your head off and maybe get a sinus infection. But if it grows optimally in your deep bronchi and your respiratory bronchioles, you're dead. Because you get what's called a arterial blockade and you die of hypoxia.
1: Okay, well, the ones that uh, there's probably uh, at least half a dozen, uh, well, probably more like a dozen. I'll read them off later. And, uh, but the ones we want to talk about are H5N1, and we already have talked about H5N1. It's been yeah. killing people in Egypt uh, for at least two or three years, and we've been talking about that. H5N2, H5N8, and H7N8. And so this could become a global health emergency. Uh, At least forty countries have reported new outbreaks of these uh, highly pathogenic avian influenza, and they they call it HPAI. And it has to do with uh, how many um, birds are killed in a in a a, (laughs) I want to say a swarm in a flock. And uh, it, when it kills a lot, then that's called highly pathogenic. They're not talking about humans. It's, it's, you do get it from birds or from swine, but so far it hasn't uh, mutated to the point where you can get it from another human. Okay, in China, H7N9, so the H7N9, that's a, the that's a number you, you need to be thinking of about because I'm going to tell you, Um, it emerged in China in early 2013, and, uh, they think that it is at least 40% fatal in humans.
0: Whoa. Now, now, what do you think the fatality ratio was for, in North America, the H1N1 flu in 1918? Oh, I don't know. 5%. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. So it's eight eight
0: times more lethal, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's what we're talking about. That's
0: a big bite. That's dangerous. That's scary. Yes. Yep. Wow. Especially if it has a high infectivity rate on top of the lethality rate, the combination is deadly.
3: That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat.
4: Oh, fall. My favorite time of year. Cooler temperatures and, well, let's be honest, layers. Lots and lots of layers. Look, I get it. We all have that favorite hoodie. Matter of fact, I've got a few favorite hoodies. You should wear yours. Enjoy it. I do, but I stay focused on my health year-round. And for me, I take Nature's Youth RSF from naturesyouth.com nature's youth rsf from nature's i eat right control my portion sizes still maintain a commitment to regular fitness and i get plenty of rest and i take nature's youth rsf it's okay to cover up your beach body for a few months but don't just forget about it nature's youth understands exactly what it means to provide top quality health products and nature's youth customers not only improve their health they know they're also providing their body with the right nourishment to maintain peak performance levels and fight the aging process So layer up and get started today with Nature's Youth RSF, naturesyouth.com. Simple to use, even simpler to order. Go to naturesyouth.com. That's naturesyouth.com.
5: I'm getting older and noticing that my body just doesn't work as well as it used to. So I like to keep fit as possible by hitting the gym a few times a week. Recently, I started having a nagging bicep pain and it got so bad I couldn't even lift the weights. When I was complaining about it to a friend, he told me about angioprim. He said chelation helps remove toxins, heavy metals, and cholesterol in veins and arteries that may cause blockages. You know, after just one week of taking angioprim, the pain was gone and now I'm back in the gym full strength. Scientific research proves the active ingredient in angioprim has superior oral chelation action that helps promote cardiovascular health. So to learn more, go to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or talk to a trained consultant. Call angioprim toll-free at 877-882-7221. You'll feel better with more energy. Call 877-882-7221 or go to the website angioprim.com. E <música>
0: And, uh, and we have a caller, Bill, in Wisconsin. Go ahead with your question or statement, Bill. Uh,
2: yes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I am a local elected official here on the County Board of Supervisors. One of the committees that they gave me a number of years ago was the Board of Health. And ah. as a believer in uh, homeopathic and, uh, you know, not the pharmaceutical Uh, approach to medicine, uh, you could figure that I was going to be at odds with everyone else on the board. Well, uh, in my opinion, I agree with uh, Dr. Deagle that the CDC should be called the Center for Disease Creation. In other words, I believe that through vaccines, through the pharmaceuticals, uh, what they are doing is a process of slow kill over the American population. Uh, for instance, uh, recently, uh, Del Bigtree, uh, a former producer for the sh- uh, TV show The Doctors, put out a uh, DVD called "Vaxed," V-A-X-X-E-D, V-A-X-X-E-D right. in which... Uh, he, among other things, shows that Dr. William Thompson, who was one of the original authors of the 2004 CDC uh, report, supposedly saying that there was no connection between the MMR vaccine and autism. Well, Dr. Thompson had a conscience. And he came forward and said what they did in 2004 was get in a room and with a big garbage can and, and throw any kind of studies and information that would uh, link uh, the MMR to autism into the garbage can.
0: Well, of so course, yeah, he I is, remember that story. I agree yeah, with
2: you. Yeah, he is, in my opinion, the person that ought to be appointed by Trump to head the CDC. We've got, you know, a competent official, we've got a whistleblower, we've got someone that could drain the swamp there. Right. Now, the the other issue was th- that you were talking about today, Zika. I get a newsletter Dr. Frank uh Schallenberger's second opinion. In the January issue, he points out that the New England Journal of Medicine, in a study of Columbia of 12,000 individual women that were suffering from the Zika virus, there was no, there was zero microcephaly, which is the small head. Now, it's his contention, and I've heard it from others, that uh, this uh, microcephaly either is coming from shots or it's coming from the pesticides that they spray in these neighborhoods and in these areas supposedly to eliminate, uh, you know, the, this uh, mosquito. What do you think about that?
0: What do you think, Ann? And I'll give my response after.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we did talk about a study that was done recently, and it was uh, peer-published, that said that, uh, right, uh, microcephaly might occur in 2 or 3% of the cases that, that were Zika, but that uh, 40% of the children were affected of uh, other abnormalities with their brains or their systems. So you can't just go by microcephaly and yes, I agree with you. They had microcephaly. In fact, in Oregon right now, and Washington State actually, it's behind the Hanford plant. Uh, there's three counties where they have a high rate of anencephaly, which is where uh, babies are born and the only thing in their heads is fluid.
0: Right. No. No. So, so at all.
1: these things are natural, and they—I mean—they're not natural. They're caused by something, but they don't have to be caused by Zika.
0: Right. And there can be a co-toxicity, too. I believe Zika does it, but I believe that pesticides, heavy metals, and other things environmentally, including radio toxins, can be a factor. So it's co-toxicity, it's called. Zika, you can't exclude Zika and say, well, it doesn't do it. So that study, you can just dismiss. It's not true. But other things can definitely trigger it.
4: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
6: Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? paying the right party we can help our initial consultations are free of charge we are not attorneys we are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home call toll free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT that's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today
2: balance of nature's fruits and veggies about six years ago i was diagnosed with congestive heart failure i went from being able to work 14, 16 hours a day with no problem to where I could barely walk a block to the store without having to stop and rest. I went on to the phytonutrients about six months ago and within a couple of months my medical doctor had cut my prescriptions down in a a little bit smaller dosage. The next time I went back a month later I walked into the doctor's office and he said my gosh what's happened to you? You don't even look like the same person. He looked at my legs and the swelling had gone down. My blood pressure was down. The venous stasis ulcers that I had had on my legs for the last four or five years because of the poor circulation were all healed, and I'm feeling far better.
7: Call now to find out how to get your free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 800 or go online
8: to balanceofnature.com.
9: Use promo code TSL.
8: It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at
7: Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with Streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens.
0: Amazing news, and it was a good caller, Bill, uh, who actually has some authority locally. Um, what's next on our news items?
1: Okay, well, you want to remember, H7N9, that's in China. You know, we also have other strains, H5N8 are in parts of Europe, as well as Egypt and Kuwait, H5N1, you know, is in Egypt, in Bangladesh, and India. Uh, we right. think that we have H5N1 in Africa. And H five N eight has been detected in Tunisia and Egypt, and H seven N one in Algeria. So, the the point is that uh, <laughs> that that these uh, bird flu uh, strains there isn't just one, and um, we I think that because they use them uh... in the attenuated live virus vaccines that humans became the mixing vessel and that's how we're getting um... for instance the variant the h3n2 that people are having so much trouble with yeah in fact you've uh, shown in
0: fact the meddlesome activity of the vaccine manufacturers has actually pushed this more forward than eating improperly cooked uh, chicken or pheasant or whatever it is in these countries a lot of times in places like Egypt or in India and elsewhere, the chickens are literally in chicken coops on their roof. And people don't realize that here in North America, that they don't have the chickens in the yard. They're in a chicken coops on the roof of their house. And so uh, if they're improperly cooked and they do have uh, the virus, they're mixing vessels of person because they have, you know, uh, the regular flu, let's say, I think in, in Egypt and in the Middle East, it's like H9N1. And uh, that particular strain can inter- can recombine with these other ones, creating a new super strain. So the circumstances with the number of people worldwide and the way people live and, of course, the manufacturers of vaccines that make this attenuated vaccine seems to be the most dangerous thing is actually the vaccine which made millions of people as mixing vessels. It's crazy, isn't it?
1: Yes, now I want to just mention uh, just several of these that are in pigs, birds, and humans. Of course, we know about H5N1, and we call that the bird flu. It kills 60% of the humans it infects. Now, so far, it has not become too... uh, It's not very transmissible human to human. (laughs) You get it from handling sick fowl. The H7N9, starting in April 2013... Um, it has, uh, they think that, uh, uh, nine people were killed of 28. So whatever that fraction is, well,
0: 30%. Well, 9 out of 28 would be, uh, would be a lot. 30. It would be like 12% or something like that, or, or, you know, 10 or
1: 12%. Okay. And, uh, then H9N2, it's a lesser known, uh, bird flu epidemic in Eurasia. And it has been seen in humans. But then we have these flus that are in pigs and birds, and then we have these flus that are in pigs and humans. For instance, H3N2, which we're very familiar with because so many people were having trouble with it right. this year. H1N1, we've talked about the swine flu. H1N2, and uh, let's see, in humans with birds, we have H1, H10, and seven. H seven n three and H two n two, which um, uh, gave us so much trouble in 1957. We also have avian flu that affects horses and seals and bats. So, um, so that is why, that is why uh, Dr. Margaret Chan, who is in the uh, World Health Organization. And uh, she has uh, said that uh, World Health, the World Health Organization is on high alert because they've got a rising number of outbreaks of human cases of H7N9, remember that, H7N9 in China and H5N6 in uh, in uh, Asia. And... Uh, They have had over 1,000 cases of which 40% were fatal. 40% of the H7N9 of the human cases were fatal.
0: Okay, let me ask you a quick question. How many countries have allopathic medicines that are capable of stopping viruses?
1: None.
0: None. How many countries have herbal medicines, including oregano oil, that are at least partially effective against viruses?
1: Everyone.
0: Well, it's partially effective. Okay. Uh, we have here at Neutral Medical three major antipathogenics and neutral defense, which disrupts the viral capsid of all viruses. If you take H, the uh, Allison Med, which is German sourced, it's half the price of Alamed, and it will not only prevent any biting insect biting you, but it also kills the pathogens. We have the Edgar Cayce monoatomic Tesla activated iodine, which nobody else has, that's antipathogenic. And we have Neutral Silver, which is a hydrogenated Angstrom Silver, which is atomic that is alkalinized and wrapped in an envelope of enzymatic liposomes. Super powerful. Uh, we have also, I put up on our Amazon store, vertical nasal sprays if you want to put it nasally, or you can put it in your uh, Pulse Elite, which you can also buy through our Amazon store. I tell people, if you just start off with what I call personal hygiene, uh, in China it's standard operation and good manners to wear a mask. Now you showed shown last week how people can salt their masks up. And if they simply start the idea that if they have a cold or virus, cover your mouth with a salted mask. Uh, if you start taking uh, Nutra Defense and one or more of our antipathogenics like Nutra Silver, both nasally and orally and for deep inhalation, you're not going to get this. It's just not going to take off. The problem is by the time people are often seeing their doctor, they're already di- their oxygenation is dropping. And one of the ways that I would test them is I'd simply have my nurse walk them up and down the hallway and if their saturation dropped below 80, 85 into the 70s from normal 90s, I knew they were going to crash within the hospital, so we admitted them. If they started getting real trouble, we had to intubate them and put them literally in an in a artificial coma. So people need to understand that this becomes a crisis. Not only that, if it gets really, really bad and you're in total respiratory distress, we have to put you in an ECMO machine. Because your lungs are so full of mucus and so on, you have what's called a serious alveolar arterial block, and we can do suction out the garbage in your lungs, but you have to be in a heart-lung bypass machine. In Britain, when they had the epidemic in 2005 or six, I think it was, they had six machines in the entirety of Great Britain. We have more here in America, but we could not in any way handle people in what we call terminal respiratory failure. And as a result, America, in Canada, and other Western countries, no one's prepared for a real disaster. Nobody. They're not interdicting these cases and preventing them from traveling through our borders and our airways. They're not putting HEPA filters in the aircraft to prevent recirculating air-blowing virus in people's face. They're not giving people masks as they start coughing on an airline or a public place or a port of entry. We're not doing anything that's just even common sense and logical. In China, even, it's common sense if you're walking around and you're coughing... You get a mask, you put it on your face. It's like, are you kidding? Why not? Because that droplet spray spreads at 200 miles an hour up to 30, 40 feet. And so anybody in that zone of danger is going to pick up the virus. So we're basically walking like dead men into a disaster. It's ridiculous.
1: That's right. And, uh, by the way, I did get that up on my blog. So get up there and read
0: about the mask and the salt. Yeah, now, that's really good. What you did there was amazing research. Really simple, too.
1: All right. I want to move on very quickly to the yeah. Doomsday Clock. It's yeah. Not only did we get this this speech from Dr. Chan out of the World Health Organization, but we also got from the uh, on the Doomsday Clock, and that is, uh, that is every year they look at a group of scientists, and they're well-known scientists, uh, yeah. look at how dangerous the world is. And it's it's called How Close Are We To Annihilation? Right. And, and uh-huh. uh, so it's been it's been in the uh it's been like ten minutes before midnight or uh the last two years it was three minutes before midnight. Well they changed it this year. They made it even shorter. It's now two minutes and thirty seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: And let me tell you Well why do I you mean, think this it is? Is,
0: tell me what what's the gonna, Why?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what they say it is. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and this is scary, guys. This is really, I mean, if you know, we don't talk about nuclear proliferation much, but I'm going to talk about it today. Right. And uh, we have a dangerous nuclear situation on multiple fronts. Right. Uh, North Korea is uh, continuing to develop weapons, uh, nuclear weapons. And uh, we have arsenal modernization from Russia and the United States, and China is helping Pakistan. Uh, We have uh, simmering tension between nuclear-armed India and Pakistan, and we have stagnation in arms control. In other words, the U.S., uh, (laughs) uh, Russia, Iran, nobody's talking about arms control. And, uh, well,
0: except uh, Trump did mention that he may make linkage with dropping some of the sanctions to Russia to building down its nuclear forces, and also linkage of the two-China policy with China to getting control of North Korea, which they don't like either, they, at least they say publicly. By the way, my SenCom contact two weeks ago told me in two months, that's mean by February-March, uh, North Korea can strike New York City all the way from Pyongyang. And you have yes, to understand that the, the space shield isn't fully not leaky. In other words, it's possible that, that missile system could, because they have GPS coordinated targeting, they could strike New York City all the way from Pyongyang. Okay?
1: Okay. Now but that's not just they used to uh, this this group of scientists they used to just talk about nuclear right. proliferation. But now they're they're widening it out and they say the world is a lot more dangerous place because we need action on the climate front. Uh, do we want to use nuclear power as a replacement for for uh, uh, gas and oil? Another thing that's happening that they looked at was potential threats from emerging technology. And there they're talking about uh, cyber threats, uh, cyber cybersecurity, and technical innovation that is occurring at a speed that is, uh, you know, it's almost beyond our ability to keep up with it. They talk about CRISPR. See, we didn't used to have CRISPR but now there's, you know, we have CRISPR which is a gene editing tool and uh, I added nanoparticles and I have a whole list that will be on the blog that talk about uh, nanoparticles being used in medicine um, so we need to what they're saying is we need to use social media to get the leaders to the negotiating table uh, to uh, reduce the alert levels and uh, reduce uh, the greenhouse gas emissions. And uh, they
0: also mentioned Trump. <laughs> I work <laughs> on the other side of the equation. Here's the, here's the problem our oxygen has dropped to 19%. If you don't have carbon dioxide, you can't create oxygen. The primary thing we've done is acidify the oceans and destroy the phytoplankton, the benthic layer, because I'm an oceanographer. And if we re engineer a genetically engineered super phytoplankton, we can start moving the oxygen carbon cycle. So it's not the CO2 that's a problem. Several other problems, number one, ground-level ozone caused by us putting radionuclides in the upper atmosphere, the drop in the magnetic field of the Earth, which is happening relatively rapidly. People should understand that. It's 30 times less powerful than it was during the time of Babylon. And what people should start understanding is there's complex galactic forces, including gravity waves coming in from this dwarf star that's now in the Oort cloud, 0.73 light-years out, it's affecting volcanism on the earth and the inner planets plus the coronosphere of the sun where the nuclear reactions occur so there's complex forces it's not just cutting down carbon credits that's going to fix this it's multiple drivers including the monitor alignment of saturn and jupiter that it every times two it causes a monitor cooling period which caused the northern tribes of the vikings and norwegians and swedes and so on to descend into southern europe so What people should start understanding here, there's multiple drivers occurring here. Some of the things that people are doing is part of our U.S. space shield is what's called the second layer or the plasma interferometry layer where we're putting nanoparticle, thorium, barium, strontium, aluminum. And nanoparticle barium is 10,000 times more toxic than lead. When you convert a metal or mineral into nanoparticles, if it's a toxic heavy metal, it becomes very dangerous, whether it's... For example, I had a call from a gentleman the other day who's actually a physicist and a patent a, uh, attorney, and he was concerned about, uh, about titanium dioxide, which is not toxic when it's in normal vitamins. But if you convert heavy metals like uranium, uh, which happens when you make a uranium, what's called blue fire uh, projectile, hit, say, a Denver Mabem's tank, and there's a vapor cloud inside, many of those particles are what's called atomic or angstrom level size and they can get into parts of the body and enzymatic systems, and they directly interfere with molybdenum, chromium, and vanadium, so they cause a wasting syndrome, where you'll actually lose weight faster than if you starve to death. I've actually seen cases like that. So what people should understand, we've done things to the planet that are bad. Our primary thing isn't just the generation of carbon dioxide. It's the fact that we've got 100,000 dead zones in the ocean caused by our dumping pollution. (coughs) And... uh, as we increase the amount of ground-level ozone because we're destroying the ozone layer with things like Fukushima Daiichi, and there's 55 other reactor sites in Japan that we should convert to liquid natural gas because having nuclear reactors release radiotoxins to the ozone layer is bad for the benthic layer of the oceans. And that's how one of the reasons why we're destroying the upper oceans is because we're bathing them with high-energy ultraviolet C, B, and, and D. A will tan you, C will... Uh, give you a, a, a cancer, D will cause death, okay? So a and, a and B are kind of okay. B is a little bit higher energy, but the amount of high energy is uh, light in the last 24 years has increased 74% in the B, C, and D categories of ultraviolet light. So there's a major shift in the the spectra of light coming from the sun and coming through the upper atmosphere because of the dissolution of the ozone layer, and we are responsible for a good part of that. So it's not just CO2, there's a lot of other drivers here and people that are not aware or putting in their model these other drivers, including things we're doing, uh, including our missile defense system, is scary.
1: Yes, and that was what this report, this uh, two and a half minutes before midnight, it, it scared me. Now China, just as, a, an, as an example, has placed ballistic missiles in, uh, on their border with Russia. Uh, just uh, west of Japan, right. and these missiles can go seventy-eight thousand miles, seventy-eight uh, 7, hundred miles. Right, <laughs> and that means they can reach Washington D.C., London, Moscow. So they are uh, getting. They, <laughs> this is really scary to think that they would uh, that they would deliberately place these ballistic missiles. Now, they can carry up to 10 nuclear warheads up to 8,700 miles. And uh, they're being positioned so they can hit the capital of the United States, the capital of Russia. And, uh, yeah, and England. And London, England.
0: Let me insert a very important idea here. The missile defense system was conceived back at the time of Ronald Reagan with Star Wars. Uh, It was held back by George Bush Jr. during the time after 9-11. Obama basically gutted it. Trump, if he does it in the next two terms, means by 2024 we will have full missile defense of us and our allies against nuclear missiles. But it doesn't mean they can't use uh, geotectonic or weather or other weapons against us, including biological.
3: That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat.
0: And welcome back. Uh, and uh, do you think we'll be able to do some r- uh, reporting about a half hour or so after our third hour show today, or do you want sure. to do it tomorrow? Yeah, let's do today? it today. Good. Uh, and we'll okay, add
1: now as well, Russia has nuclear capable ship based cruise missiles and <laughs> its a little piece of Kaliningrad, and that's between Latvia and Poland, and they can reach. Uh, It can
0: actually cover all of the European Union, including Britain. Yeah, and they have the Yukon's hypersonic cruise missile, the uh, Alexander uh, Iskander uh, missiles, the systems, and they cover all of Europe, very effectively with hypersonic cruise missiles that can travel up to between Mach 7 and Mach 11.
1: And those have just been installed. Right. And uh, then the British, uh, this week, they uh, did an exercise where they put British tanks and, on the on the uh, tunnel train, and right. they ran them over to France. And uh, that's what they're afraid of, uh, Russia, and they're getting ready to defend themselves by uh, taking their British tanks over there. And uh, it's, uh, it, well, you know... I don't
0: think, think Russia has any intention of engaging on a conventional war. They can engage in a nuclear war right now. They have 275,000 special forces, which is one of the largest in the world, but they have virtually no conventional large navy or conventional large army. In other words, if we engage Russia in a war now, it's going to escalate to nuclear, scalar, geotectonic, and weather war almost immediately. It will happen really fast.
1: Well, now we know why they, they, they uh, changed the doomsday clock and, right. and made it closer to midnight. And we all need to be prepared for thermal nuclear war. And we all need to know what that means. And uh, this is a good show to listen to because Dr. Diggle has some medical supplements that will right. help you. And I tell, I've been telling, you know, my motto has been for the last two years, dig fast, dig deep. You've got to put dirt between you and the radiation.
0: Right. And the primary thing that gets damaged, by the way, is your mitochondria. Thirty times more sensitive to radiotoxins including gamma and other radio particles than anything else. Uh, Neutrodyne was going to be the primary protectant, but we have other mitochondrial support and protective agents like Neutrachala, cell detox, gluathione, gamma A+, because the effect of radiation is produce a massive burst of free radicals in your body, and the mitochondria fail first. Uh, the problem right now is that we don't just have, in probably eight years from now or, or say, 12, if there's, a say, a Pence presidency after Trump, we are probably going to have the space shield up, but it doesn't mean we're protected against biological weapons or scalar weapons. And the information I have from my classified sources is that the Russian scalar weapons could literally wipe out all our crops. Uh, so they could trigger off an earthquake or volcano. They could have something as simple as have a submarine take a little small nuke by the Azores, the Cumbro Viejo Volcano System, which we've been monitoring since the mid-'80s, and it's ready to slide. And we've calculated out from the, the facility here in northern California and also one in Switzerland that if a tsunami results from Cumbra Viejo alone, it'll have a wall of water traveling at Mach 1 toward North America, Europe, etc., at Mach 1, 1,000 to 1,200 feet high, traveling up to 100 miles inland. Wow. People need to realize it's a dangerous, dangerous world out there, and we have a lot of fronts, not just nuclear, that we have to face. Yeah, I think I we'll to
1: yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we need to move people away from
0: the coast. Absolutely. And uh, when we come back in uh, half an hour after the firing line with Michelle, who's just arrived with her questions, we'll do an update with video. We'll cover other topics we didn't cover in today's show and with pictures. And that'll be on live stream. So sign up for the live stream. You'll get a notice when we're ready to go live.
4: Would odors,
10: mold, and mildew describe your basement or crawl space? It doesn't have to be that way. Transform them into a fresh, healthy, usable one with the technologically advanced wave moisture control units. The computerized operation maximizes moisture control and also expels harmful radon, combustion gases, and numerous other pollutants. Dehumidifiers are old technology that do nothing for air quality and waste energy. Wave units are intelligent, self-monitoring, do not need maintenance, and will save you hundreds in electricity. Wave units are still running effectively. Over 15 years, they've been tested and installed in public and military housing and by property managers nationwide. Buy a unit now, and if your home is not fresher and drier, you can return it for a full refund for up to 12 months. What have you got to lose? Call now. 1-888-618-WAVE. 1-888-618-WAVE. Or visit MyDryHome.com. That's MyDryHome.com. Wave Home
1: Solutions for a healthy, comfortable home.